You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Welcome all you Jessies to episode number 56. This is the conclusion, part two of our top 10 favorite current television shows. So with that, let's get rolling. We're going to start with number five and count down to number one. Take it away. Number five. And so now we're going to Jordan's number five. My number five. This show's been Oh, wait. This is, this is Michael's number six. Oh, oh. That works out great. Okay, so we're here. Yeah, that works. This show's been on a while, but I just more recently discovered it. Really? I, I mean, within the last year or so. Yeah. Bob's Burgers. Oh, my God. Third generation Ronstatour. 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 Say it again. <laughs> Restaurantour. That's much better. Ronstatour. Ratatouille. <laughs> this show is made by Lauren Bouchard, I think you pronounce it, mm-hmm. who made Home Movies, which is Uh-oh. the first that show. Makes total sense. The first show that was ever aired on Adult Swim and one of my favorite animated things of all time. Uh, it had H. John Benjamin, who does the voice of Bob. He was Coach McGurk on that show. Um, that's the guy that does the voice of Archer right. and all, you know, a lot of these things. But he looks closer to Bob than he does Archer. He was Archer. a soup yeah. can <laughs> on a Wet Hot American Yes, summer. he was indeed. So I love home movies. So when this premiered, I'm like, oh, it's some of the same people, you know, the same actor. I'm gonna... And I just it didn't really click with me right out of the gate. So I never really watched it live. It was on a weird time, it was on that weird 7.30 time slot on mm-hmm. Fox, like before The Simpsons, which, it's just a weird time. And then this last, I, I'd watched a couple as we go, and I, I like a lot of the people who are the voices. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kristen Shaw, I think, is hilarious. You know, H. John Benjamin is hilarious, but, uh, it was just this Christmas, when everything kind of goes into reruns, it was playing on Adult Swim, like, every night for mm-hmm. like an hour or two. And there's nothing else on for that month of December. Everything's in reruns. So I was like, well, I can watch some Bob's Burgers. And I think I watched like 30 episodes of Bob's Burgers <laughs> over the Christmas holidays this year and really got into it and really started enjoying it. So now I've been trying to catch up on the ones I've missed. My daughter has this show on constant rotation at my yeah. house <laughs> and, ha- and has for at least a year and a half now. She loves this show. And I have to admit, it is very, very funny. It's outrageous, but <laughs> I, I've, I've watched a little bit of it, but not even ten minutes. Oh, really. te- like Tina jokes have become a staple in my family now. <laughs> Just the so yeah, that's another things. one I'm seeing more. You know, memes and yeah. you know, it's it's kind of out there in the culture. And like a couple of sight gags, like every opening the. Building next to them has a, a different name for what's going in there, and it's and then they also have a different burger of the week, which actually has been made into a book. Yeah, I've seen that. Burger uh, of the day or burger of the day. Yeah, they made like an actual cookbook. Or yeah, and it's it's just it's really funny. I mean, there's an episode about a talking toilet toilet toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Got a roll tonight. <laughs> 
that Eugene falls in love with, and it's like his best friend for the whole episode. And I freaking laughed so hard during that episode, I couldn't breathe. Like, it's just, there's so many times yeah, where there's, spot, there's spots that, like, are ridiculously hilarious. I like, even, like, something redonkulous, like, turning a fish aquarium into a religion to evade taxes, like, should not be funny at all, but they, everything they do, it comes off fairly well. And that's another show that has built up a great supporting cast, where Mm -hmm. characters from the school or from the town or customers, like, they have a big cast, like The Simpsons, like, everyone in town is some kind of character. And Mr. Fish Odor, the landlord, is, um... Kevin Klein. Yeah, like that's a pretty big name actor yeah. to have on an animated show. So yeah, they're you know, everything from beef squatch to <laughs> to <laughs> Tina thrashing in her sleep. The bed is for eating, and this right here is the exercise area. This is where I thrash. Mm. 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 Yeah, I'll stand. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, uh. Here we go. And her uh, erotic fanfic, fan fr- erotic friend fiction. <laughs> friend fiction. I mean, this is, uh, you ready? Yep. Okay, my number five. You hit clap. That's good. We're back. <laughs> my number five is a show when I was trying to look up, make sure I didn't miss any shows. Um, that I'd seen. I've kept seeing the show come up on people's lists and I'd never watched it. And it's called The Americans. It's a show on, F- show on FX. Wow. I- From the time you started making this list, yes. it has jumped all the way halfway up your list. Yes. Wow. And I foresee it could go higher, but I have not watched past the first season. It's, it's in the fifth season right now. So did but, you like binge watch it real quick or what? Well, I've watched it over the last couple of weeks. Okay. You know, and it's really good. It's got, I was never a Carrie Russell fan. I never watched Felicity. Mm-hmm. I, I did. <laughs> okay. I but remember when she, she got her hair when cut. When she cut her hair, I really didn't care anymore. No, but, um. Felicity and I had our, shared our first freshman year in college. I was a freshman <laughs> when that show premiered. And boy, she got me through some time. <laughs> <laughs> Back before there were dongles. <laughs> the uh anyway, so I, I actually was, remember my first encounter was My her. number 5 is not Felicity. Was, was from the Mickey Mouse Club from the oh, 90s. Okay. Wow, Walt Disney did it again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, what I like about this show is well, it's a, they, her and I don't know the other actor's name. Um, they are Russian spies in America in the eighties, right after Ronald Reagan selected president. But nothing topical there. Right. And it's <laughs> one, one thing they have, um, going for them is the, uh, soundtrack. They get to play cool eighties music all through it, mm-hmm. which is great. And. They are ruthless Russian spies that, but they give you a, their perspective. Some of the things that they will think and talk about their perspective, what's going on. It's like, that's not what was going on, but it's so interesting to hear them think what, Oh my gosh, there's a coup, you know, or something going on in America and it's not that or something, you know, it's, it's really interesting. It has Margot Martindale in it. 
um, which we love from Justified. Um, I just really am interested in the show. And I, like I said, I never really cared for Carrie Russell before. The only thing, other thing I remember really being in was like Mission Impossible 3 part of it. And I was, wasn't thrilled by that. But the, uh, she does a great job, really great job in the show. There's a lot of good fighting and great stories and I'm hooked. I'm, I can't wait to finish the series or actually I want to drag it out as long as I can, but the, um, it's on Amazon prime is where I'm catching up with it. The first four seasons are on there. So, uh, it's, it's excellent, excellent show. And yeah, like I said, I could see it going even higher on my list. Um, as I get further in it, because I've, keep hearing nothing people every list i saw still the best show on tv is what i kept kept seeing i was like what yeah, and then the I've other shows nothing but praise but right i just kind of missed the boat on that first season and you know I'll, i'm sure i'll go someday and catch up on it but yeah okay so michael's number five i've my, never heard of my number five i remember when it was getting ready to come on and that was about it and christy found it on hulu and it was a surprising hit for me. It's called Trial and Error. And the biggest star in it is probably John Lithgow. He plays uh, a guy that is convicted of murdering oh, his wife. Okay, yeah. And it's like a spoof on crime documentaries. Mm-hmm. Of you, you see this lawyer from New York City come down to defend him in this small southern town that is so backwards and there's like the cast truly makes it up like uh one of the characters uh i think it's sherry shepherd like she plays um the secretary on the show for the the lawyer and she has all these weird diseases like she gets a flu shot and she is walking backwards or she can't recognize people's faces but she can recognizes people's feet like there's all these like weird like it's very officey in a way of that same type of humor but it's it's completely out in left field like the more you watch it it's it has all these hilarious little bits like the um like one of the the guys that's helping the lawyer used to be the sheriff but he like shot himself on the first day of job like there's all these weird things like john lithgow as you're like He's trying to defend him. Each episode is ruining his credentials of why he would be innocent. And and what is like so phenomenal about the show is at the very end of this season, you find out what actually happens. And it's based on a real crime that actually happened in the way the I, – I don't want to give it away for anyone that watches it. But it is ba- like how they find out what really happened – really happen in real life and it's completely out in left field that you would never ever think of i love watching your face jordan where <laughs> 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 michael talks you just so you're so patient i'm trying to be supportive and it's like oh, wow but this is like the slightest <laughs> upturn at the side of your mouth and it's just everything i'm an open book all right i wear you my emotions on my sleeve well this is a show that i don't think enough people have checked out and that's I'm what i'm wondering have, are we sure a second it's coming back for a second season have we heard like i think they did enough know. like something else happened to bring it back for a second season i don't know that it will but it is a very funny show that people should give it a chance just on nbc yeah okay yeah. i know what it is cliff your number five number five is daredevil oh. 
to take a night off. People get hurt. You don't get what you want by day. You take it by force at night. I think that this world it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. One that got the ball rolling on these Netflix, Netflix and Marvel dark superhero shows. Yeah. So uh, two seasons are already done. It um, it's it's Daredevil. It's uh, it may be the most true to comic for me series that's really been done so far. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. and of all the series, I have to say with Netflix, it has the best choreographed fighting scenes like mm-hmm. i still keep thinking of them being in that hallway and him fighting like the i think they're russian guys and that whole scene like i mean it's beautifully it was, choreographed uh, it was carrie russell wasn't it yeah carrie russell yeah. <laughs> yeah. she whipped his ass <laughs> yeah charlie cox stars as daredevil and um you know we Start at the beginning. It's an origin story at first, and and we've continued on, and just with the story of Daredevil, it hits all the points for me. Um, the Kingpin as a villain's been great. Uh, season two, adding the Punisher, um, exceeded every expectation I had because I virtually knew very little about the Punisher. Oh, really? Um, Marvel, I guess. Yeah, yeah Marvel. But but it is. It, it I, I've loved. You know, even. Some of the criticisms I've read and people have said, uh, they didn't bother me a bit. So You guys are more patient with these than I am. I, I, I like some of these shows, but I get halfway through the season and they are trying, they have, they're making 13 episodes mm-hmm. and whether that means they have to have five dead episodes or not, well, I know, can't make it through those episodes. And I guess, a- I guess growing up it was, you know, that's not a, really an issue for me. I mean, to me, every series did that growing up. So, but they don't do it now. Is the thing? Yeah, I'm, well, I don't want some do. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's what I mean. Some do yeah. and some don't. And uh, there's so many now that it's, don't. Yeah. I'm not. I, I don't mean to trash that show because yeah. there there is a lot of. I really do like that show. Yeah, it's just sometimes I I get distracted by other things when I'm in I the just middle don't, of them. I, that's not a major hang up for me. Um, if you know some episodes are a little, I love the guy that the, plays Foggy. Yeah, I think he does Nelson such a good job, man. But and, and uh, you know the casting—it's been great. Um, I'm very excited for season three. I'm very excited for the Defenders. What comes first, the Is Defenders? That and then Punisher. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to see mm-hmm. Defenders, yes, definitely. Because I loved Jessica Jones. That was my favorite. Yeah, I, I did too, but I kind of give this one credit it, um, for all the rest it of it. It did it, and it's not really like the other ones improved on it. It did it really well. Yeah, right. Time. Good stuff. Number four. So now we are to our number four, and I guess I'm starting it off, but I can't because it's higher on someone else's list. So now we go to Michael, and he can't because his number four is higher <laughs> on someone else's list. And so that goes to Cliff. Cliff's who, list oh, doesn't cross over with anybody. Who I am super surprised that this was not on Michael's list. 
Stranger Things. Oh, crap. It uh, was on my list. I accidentally <laughs> left it off. I'm, I mean, I knew there's yeah. no way. Oh, his, his, he only had nine, and his nine, his tenth had jumped, 11. He jumped to cliffs to give him a Yeah, I really, yeah. I thought, I knew you had to have made a mistake. Yeah, that was really high on my list. So, anyway, yeah, go on. Is, you guys I, both I, talk about I, it. Again, another Netflix show, but this, when this popped up. Did we wow. say what it was? Or, yeah, you yeah, did say Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, Stranger Things. When this popped up last year, it just, it was right in my 80 sweet spot. I mean, it just, so oh. many little reference, I mean, references, I mean, but not references. like, I didn't even care, like, immediately I was, like, on it. Like, yeah, first I mean, episode, it, I was hooked. It, it just felt like 1983 all over again, whether we were watching Goonies or E.T. or, uh, you know, whatever great kid adventure and film from that era. Seth should love it, because it opens up with a D&D game type. <laughs> I, I like that part. Yeah. I like the show. But I didn't get as much out of it as everybody else did, but I did enjoy it, definitely. Yeah, I, I the kids in it, um. Millie, Bro- Bobby Brown. Millie's the she's star. She's immediate star. Yeah. She was the, she was the one that is gonna come out of this with a career. Right. Yeah. Um, but the other kid actors were, were, you know. They're perfectly cast. Yeah, they, they just seem like normal. Kids you would know growing up. That or, is so rare that they're not all beautiful Hollywood kids. Like, yeah. right. they are older, like playing younger. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some weird 80s looking kids <laughs> in there. We're all like, you know, that is going to be, when you start getting to the fall, that's going to be the most anticipated show mm. when Halloween comes around and that second season comes out. That is going to be I a was big so deal. Weird. Like, it's so weird that this one clicked so mainstream yeah. when it is very niche, very yeah. horror. It's very us. Yeah. And it's like, wow, everybody else is jumping all over this. And I didn't catch, I saw it pretty soon after it premiered, but I, I had already heard all oh, the best horror show in year and the, such a masterpiece. Like, I'd already heard all this huge praise. I was like, okay, I hope it lives up to it. And I, I still really liked it. It didn't quite hit those heights for I'm me. Exa- I'm right with you. I love, yeah. I did really like it. But yeah, this, it seems like I couldn't live up to what everybody was saying. I felt like you, you could have shown me this series and then afterwards told me, oh, by the way, this was, you know, directed or produced by Steven Spielberg. And I would have been like, Obviously. <laughs> yeah. And the Stephen King influences on it are mm-hmm. so huge. It, and to me, it always amazes me thinking about this show of how much of a period piece it is because of the story that like, could not be told today because of technology has changed so much from that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was important to be told that. It wasn't just using that as a, let's make some references to these 80s things. Right, it was, yeah. right. It's, you know... You're, you're just kind of picking, they're not shoved in front of you, you're, you're picking stuff out of the background and like, oh man, I had that, or I remember that, or that looks just like what, you know, the furniture we had. Right. So. And the, yeah, definitely the setting, all the, you know, the house and everything. Winona Ryder did good, a little over the top, but I, it was yeah. just like, but, it, but the what guy feels that, more eighties than Winona Ryder and you know. <laughs> and best glasses like those type of glasses that were so prominent on all women at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. I can't wait for that second season. I'm looking forward to it. Jordan's number four. My number four. There's no. It's insane. It's even on my list. But thanks to Kickstarter, it came back. Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Did you watch that whole recent? Season? Yeah, I've watched like three. <laughs> 
But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's talking about the whole series. It is. <laughs> it's, in, it's in production, it so qualifies. it qualifies. That's right. This is another one from my childhood. I would say almost defines a portion of my teen years and my sense of humor and what I enjoy in pop culture. I remember my older brother came home from college and the way this show spread to everyone, it, it was a viral thing because it started out on public access. But it's before things were viral. Exactly. And so, you know, people dubbed tapes of it. They shared them around. This was like hard work to get this show out there. And he came home from college and he was like, oh, we got to watch this. I'm like, what is this? It's Mystery Science Theater. That's a weird title. What is this? They make fun of movies. Like, well, okay, that could be fun. I was like, well, how long is it? It's like, it's two hours. They showed the whole movie. Like, it blew my mind. It was a show that showed a whole entire movie. <laughs> yeah. And it, I did just sat down in front of it. I was like, I can't believe this even exists. This is so amazing. Right. Because my brothers and I would sit. That one of our favorite pastimes was to just watch weird TV late at night and just and make fun of it. Yeah, you know, joke about it and laugh and make fun. And then you know the Turkey Day marathons they always did on Thanksgiving. I would do my best to see at least some. You know, they would run it for twenty four hours, and I was like, this year I'm going to watch every one of them or at least part of it. I'll run and eat dinner or whatever. But like it was just such an important part to me of my childhood. And I said, what 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 I discovered was funny. That for it to be back and for it to even be close to what it was in its glory days is amazing. And I've really enjoyed what they've done so far. The low budget effects, the little models and the, the practical things. They, they did an invention exchange every episode where they had silly little things they, you know, had invented and it was also cleverly made. No CGI, zero budget. Just one of the best of all time. Now, now I got a question. What, if we were, when, cause you know it's coming someday. If we were to ever do our greatest, our favorite shows of all time, you, uh, you think this makes the top ten? I for think you? it would. Yeah, yeah. just the importance Sounds it like had. It. Yeah, because yeah. this didn't this show start in like 1989. It's yeah, I, it, it's, like there's it episodes. Yeah, there's episodes you'll never see mm-hmm. because they were right. You know, they they had the rights to a movie like the. I don't oh, know okay. how the rights yeah. are. So. I would love for this to just be on, you know, Sci-Fi Channel at midnight every night where you could just kind of discover it. A new generation mm-hmm. could discover it and didn't have to go looking for it or buy the DVD sets come out a couple times a year and they're like $50 yeah. for like four episodes. It's just, I don't know. It needs to just be discovered by people. It, it's, it's not a, yeah. Well, talking about discovering it for new generations, they're on the Roku. There's a channel called Pluto that has a lot of these, kind of net channels like it's it's weird I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out but one of the channels is a mystery science 3000 like oh, it's really? just that 24 7 nice i know they've streamed some on whatever uh shout factory whatever the dvd company is that does the dvds they, they stream a lot of things on there but yeah i this this is a profoundly important piece of pop culture to my development of humor and Love science it. fiction nerdery. Number three. So we're going to our number three, and we're starting off with Michael, your number three. Uh, mine is a series that uh, is based on an order series uh, called Robo... No, I'm just kidding. Um, when five lions combine, they form... <laughs> you always are so weird. <laughs> well, because just recently I got through watching Robotech, yeah. um, the very first season, and... It, 
Anyway. That's not it. It's not it. it? It's not Robotech. (laughs) It's when five lions combine, they form Voltron. Where are we? You five were brought here for a reason. Together, you will form Voltron. The greatest weapon ever known. Protector of the innocent. And our only hope to save the universe. Jeez, no pressure. Defenders of the universe, huh? It's got a nice ring to it. So the Defenders of the universe. better than a Marvel movie, but animated is your third favorite show. It is. Wow. Number two is just because it's a fan favorite, or it would be this one. But Voltron is probably my favorite animated show ever. Now, we're we're talking the current, the current version, Defenders of Earth, the brand new version that they created for Netflix. Yeah, not the 1984 original. No, not the Japanese Go Lion or any of that. They've tried to reboot this several times to not any animated show ever. This is his greatest animated show ever. Better, what, what was it? The best show animated ever. Ever. To me. Better than all the rest. Like, because... Better than Because it's just not one type of show. Like, it's not just action. There's action, there's drama, there's comedy. It runs the whole gambit of a full show. What? What am I doing now? What am I doing wrong? It's not Gambit, but what is it? Gambit? Yes. You did. You got the right answer there. Knew it. If I just would let my mouth catch up with my brain, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I have to look in that far behind. I have to look at Jordan to make sure I heard what I thought I heard. And I'm trying to keep a poker face. And I'm watching. All I ever do is watch Jordan's face. My chair is planted firmly. I don't want to miss a smirk. So anyway, have, have you, I've learned like I can tell what he's thinking by which way his beard hairs lay. I'm like he's getting ready to break. You can't uh, take we, it no more. You can't ever have a poker night, I guess, because Seth would You're clean real. me out. Yeah. Have, have either of you two watched any Voltron? No, no. Okay, I will second that it is a very good show. I enjoyed both seasons. That's not um, what he said, Cliff. I didn't. Well, I know what he said. <laughs> No, I'm I'm sure it's great. I haven't watched it. I don't. You know, season know two has it. a great ending. It does really did like? I mean, I watched two seasons of it, and I know Voltron. I remember Voltron, um, or at least I thought I did. And I watched two seasons of it, and I thought, man, it's a great show. I really like it. I'm digging it. And then at the end, just when you think, oh, we've defeated the bad guy, and that. Sets someone else, yeah, someone else is mentioned. You're like, oh my god, I totally forgot about that guy. And for an animated show, you easily get wrapped up in the storyline. You get sucked into it where it has enough meat to it. Of, it's an 80s cartoon. Yeah. Well, it fixes everything wrong with an 80s cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, versus off the the 80s Voltron cartoon, like everything that was wrong with that cartoon, they fixed in this new version. Well, everything that was wrong with the original version was because they had it was a different originally a different story and they right, had edited and they it, it and and it so didn't make a lot ways. of sense. Yeah, it's scissored. The term yeah. is scissored. Sizz- <laughs> a lot of scissoring. <laughs> so much scissoring. Okay. Like, and there's a few shows like that, <laughs> like G Force, and there's another one that they've like released under different titles and recut them so many different ways. Robotech. 
Yeah, Robotech. The the main not Robotech. What way to bring it back? Um, Cliff, you're number three. You can't say. Uh, I'm sure it's higher on somebody else's list. I get the gist of it. Yeah. Okay. So Jordan, you're number three. It's come full circle. It's always sunny Get my in jacket. Philadelphia. It's come full circle. No, I'm ignoring you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Michael's on board with that. <laughs> I if that I ugh, I this might be in my top ten of all time. Yeah. Probably in my top five comedies of all time. Oh yeah. I think it's just the smartest, best written, best acted comedy we've seen in ages. Everyone is leaving the table. <laughs> hey, I'm still here, buddy. <laughs> now I have to... I wanted some friendly Your faces. Your only though. audience is me. <laughs> and you're Convince staring me. at me. <laughs> now, this was the super low budget. Uh, a couple of actors borrowed some money, shot a pilot, and just the sheer force of their comedy got it picked up, and it has now been... It's going to be like the longest running comedy ever, you know... Again, they only do 10 episodes a season, so they just got to 100 episodes. But this show is going to run by the time they just signed up for two more seasons. It's like season 12 or something. So it's going to not outlast The Simpsons, but live action comedy. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's I, very good. Like, I I just have never sat down to bin, I, I haven't kept up with it. I haven't binge, binged it at any point. But I catch it every once in a while, and I'll watch a bit, and I'm like, really funny but that's the trouble like when it first came out the way the marketing was i was not into it they put the easiest jokes or the most crass thing like look what we can get away with and it was just the marketing was like you know it's seinfeld on crack and it was just like not it just didn't appeal to me because i thought it was just let's say dirty things and we'll be hilarious and it wasn't that and i my brother actually watched it first and he was like you got to watch this show so he took a chance on it, and I, again, it took two or three episodes to get on the right wavelength, but there's an episode they did, uh, it was basically, uh, home, what's the home improvement, home, home makeover, extreme home makeover uh-huh. edition. And by the end of the episode, they have put black bags over this family's head and like drugged them out of their beds at night. The house has been demolished with a wrecking ball. Like, they have ruined these people's lives, and they're still <laughs> trying to, like, we made you a new bed. Like, look at this. And it's like, okay, this is so dark and so demented. And the great thing is, after all these years, none of them have learned anything. They never grow as characters. They are the worst people alive. But the characters are so well, like, the, the actors know the characters so well that they have these little ticks they've they've involved and the longer you watch it the more you get out of it because recently it's gone a little downhill they have been doing a lot of references to past episodes and just like hey remember that and it's the comedy's gotten a little bit lazy but there will also be just little quick things like holy crap they're mentioning that from 7 seasons ago and i i don't know it's just to me the some of the sharpest comedy and again i the plots really don't matter. They just, they'll come up with something. There was literally an episode. It started, they're all in a closet in someone's house because they heard, they had, they thought they had an artifact in there. So they got into this Indiana Jones kick and one was wearing a fedora and they couldn't like decide who got what. So one had a whip and one had a bag and, and they're just like in someone's house 
Like, we have to save this artifact. And that's the whole episode. They're, like, stuck in a closet because the family came home. Like, the (laughs) – so the meat of this is just these people bickering with each other. And they may be standing in a semicircle when they do it. (laughs) But it is just the interaction between these characters. And I said that they've done it for so long and they're so sharp and so fast with the comedy that, I don't – yeah, the just – it's just – masterful the way they've they they've they've done the dialogue well it must there must be something to it i i mean i get what you're saying there's a, it's a very popular show same people that share rick and morty memes share it's always saying that's the other thing that it's one of the things that sometimes the fans you're like am i really a fan that's like, what i'm people saying. quote it they're like are you really getting the same thing out of the show that i am i bet they're not I'm yeah sure. so, I, I i will Say that there are different audiences for the same shows, yeah. and I would say that you are getting out the high comedy. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, that, that I'm sure is there, and I would hope to get out of it if I were to give it a, more of a chance than I have. I, you know, I may someday. I, I definitely, uh, yeah, there have are heard definitely good. shows I am turned off by their fan base. I won't yeah. say which ones to right. stay uh, right. even, but. Um, my number three, I can't, like my number four, I can't say it, it's higher on somebody else's list, which just means these are quality shows, so I'll get to talk about them in a minute. Number two. Um, now we are on to our number twos. This is it, the top twos, people. And we're starting with Cliff. What is your number two current show production? Uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. So you really like this show. I really this like is this the show. reason I wanted to it's yeah. He's trying to figure out who gets to go last. I just want to make sure you didn't get to go last. Uh, I, I said <laughs> I said you guys randomly pick who goes who goes first. I do not get to go last. Um I this is why I want to do this list because you guys talk about these shows every week and I wanted to know what you actually really liked. Yeah. So Legends Tomorrow is way up there. It is for me. I, I just Spoiler, <sighs> this is Cliff's number one superhero show. Yeah, right, yeah. See, only, well, I guess Daredevil, but, um, no, I, it's just so fun to me having all these different characters come in and interact and the cast changes, um, from season to season. And, it, and it, a lot of ways we never know what's going to happen. You know, we've had major DC comics character deaths in the show that weren't instantly brought back. Or they just took off and we're like, well, we're going to have a, you know, we've, we've spent our time on this show and we're going to have a adventure somewhere else. And then yet it ties in with the Flash and Arrow and Supergirl. And it's just, you know, for a couple years now, it's just been so much fun to me. I, I can't, week to week, I can't wait to see what they're going to come up with next. No matter how silly or convoluted, um, they make the timeline or the story. It's just great bad guys. We had this last year. We had the Legion of Doom, which, <laughs> you know, who would have ever thought that would be in a real, you know, serious television show? So, but, but what they've, <laughs> yeah, he's smirking. Point at George. <laughs> you said that was a serious television show. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was going to put quotes around the scene. <laughs> I read the beard. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you're good. <laughs> but I've I've come to love you know these characters as they're portrayed. You know, like Heat Wave and Captain Cold, or um, you know. yeah, because like Heat Wave and Captain Cold, like when they debuted on The Flash, you never thought like they would be the big runaway hits that they turned into. Right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they've come a long way. But even, you know, the last season with Vixen, I love Vixen on the show. That was great. Yeah, Vixen, like, I went back on Netflix once it was on there and got caught up on the episodes. And it is, it's a good cast. Like, they do mm-hmm. a good job of playing off of each other. And even, like, the finale, like, that whole, where they had duplicates of them running around and stuff. Like, right. I thought they did a really yeah. good job with yeah. that. And, I, and I've always loved history and historical pieces anyway so it ties in with that and my love for non-a-list characters i'm always looking for the b or c or d list guys that are awkward and funny um but somehow always you know come out on top more or less uh and and save the day so yeah I, i i know it's a lot of people don't like it um this show is made for you it it's really a, was. It's a deep dive DC show. I, I mean, come on. I feel I feel like this is your jam, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. just the fact that they have a character called Citizen Steel, like never in a million years did I ever think he would be on a TV show. Sure. And that that's probably my biggest problem with the show is I, I enjoy it, but I'm just I, the potential is there for something so much more. They could go to any corner, any timeline, <laughs> any character, yeah. anything. And they get bogged down into these long storylines and romances. It's like this show could be anything, and it's this. like it's fine. We yeah, get this. I, I think we get I good have... enough, but it could be great. <laughs> I think it. I going from season one to season two and seeing all the improvements. Oh, it definitely there. got better. Yeah, yeah it I, definitely yeah. got better, and I feel like it's going to get better. It's one of those shows that could potentially get better every year and do like what you're talking about. Mm. I have a lot of hope for it. So, Great. that's my number two. Jordan's number two was my number four. Okay. So, lay it on us. You don't want a criminal lawyer... What's the tagline? You want a criminal lawyer? Better call Saul. That's right. Spinoff of Breaking Bad. We talked about it a lot. I This show, I again, I just wanted this show to be good enough when it first came out. Right. Because I love Bob Odenkirk. I love his character on Breaking Bad. We set the bar pretty low. Yeah, I was show. like, if this is just an interesting kind of origin story, great. If it's funny or whatever genre they make it, a neat little crime comedy. Which good. we thought it was going to be. Yes, I'll be in for that. And then they made it. Great. Yeah. They made it on par with Breaking Bad yeah. so far. They just basically made the same style of show. Ah. <laughs> with surprises. <laughs> yeah, the acting, the, the, yeah, for a lot of comedic actors like Michael McKeon, oh, Bob Oden. Dare I say he's turned it up to 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember saying on the podcast a year ago, if they said the best scene on TV that year would be between the guy from Mr. Show and the guy from Spinal Tap having a showdown and a Never living like, it. but it was just masterful. It was amazing. Yeah, I, I love Breaking Bad. And like Jordan says, this is, this is scratching that itch and filling in the, those holes. Like I love all that. The, this episode. This past episode we watched, oh my gosh, like so much, so many Easter eggs and things. And it's just, it's a, it's a really, really great show. I can't wait to see. I, not only the fact that we're getting the past filled in, we're possibly going to see mm. beyond Breaking Bad. Um, just yeah. how many spinoffs have been anywhere near the original 
Not since Empire Strikes Back. That's right. <laughs> you have to go back to 1980. Oh, Good on God. you, Vince Gilligan. Yes, great show. We and if you even... haven't watched Breaking Bad, you should also do that. Yeah, Michael. you should start there. Um, I can't imagine. I wonder what what is the percentage of people watching Better Call Saul that never watch Breaking Bad. I would love to know that because you can't possibly. I think you would still enjoy. You could. You would enjoy, enjoy it, it, but yeah. you can't possibly get everything out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe enough to share some memes. Better Call Saul is a prequel to Breaking Bad, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. In part. Okay. Just to confuse you. Um, okay, now my number two was Cliff's number three. Ooh. Um, it, again, an HBO show. High quality, high production. Game of Thrones. Um, we're about to wrap up here over the next two shortened seasons. Just like the the highest production quality of a show I've ever seen. Amazing visual, just and a great story. I mean, it's so complicated and based on the novels by George R. R. Martin. So it, you know, he got to, you know, he wrote this. Is yeah. you know, it was a books first, so we don't. You know, get, it's not like they just created this show out of thin air, but it's, it's amazing. Go. It's a great adaptation of, of, of the books. I mean, it really goes so many times, you know, when, when you're taking a story from a book, they take so much out of it and they have taken stuff out of it, but for a television series, it, it, it's almost, you know, it, well, it's normally to get the scale and the epicness, you have to turn it into a movie, and you would right. lose the breadth of it. Yeah, you or do. to get all the detail, you'd have to do it on TV with a low budget, and you'd lose the kind of the scale of it. Mm-hmm. This seems to have captured both. Well, it's not TV. It's what? It's HBO. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> that's the that's the amazing cast, and the first season really hooked everybody with that. The penultimate yeah. episode of the first every. The ninth episode of every season is always <laughs> the best. Yeah. And it, from the first season, it just shocked everyone. And may, many people stopped I, watching. I don't know another show that folks watch that people really absolutely either love or hate a character. Yeah. And then sometimes they, you know, you get that love-hate, like... You're, you hate this character, and then by the end, you, it's your favorite character. You're like, you know, you yeah. love every, every scene they're in. Um, so, so, like, you know, anyway, so many great things. Peter Dinklage just killing it on there. Um, uh, Amelia Clark and Kit Harrington and all, you know, Lena Headley. Just, all it, these nobodies that have become. Nobodies to us, yeah, you know, but. Huge megastars. Right. It's, it's, Again, it's just a great story. It's very, this is a, a turnoff. It's a very complicated. There's so much history with yeah. these, each characters and how it all intertwines together. You have to pay a lot of attention and it, you know, it's worth rewatching a lot of stuff to catch what you, you know, you find out things later that they had dropped little hints right. all the way. You know, it's well, the first, I remember, uh, 
after it was right after the first season had come out and I hadn't watched it and I had like a week's vacation off in like February one year and I was just like I have nothing to do so I'm going to sit down and watch this show and then I ended up watching like season one twice just to understand how all the characters were related and the families and who belonged with who and and that's kind of how I explained it to Michael because Michael hasn't seen it, and I was like, "You really have to pay attention to yeah. who is who and how they're related." And now they've fi- they finally exceeded past where he wrote the books, and they yeah. he ba- he just told them a couple years ago how the books are gonna end. Right, because and the man's let, like 80 years old. Right. <laughs> yeah, he may never finish them at this point. I'm beginning to, yeah. yeah and they're, and they're gonna finish it, you know, basically what, with the way he said, but they'll do it with their own, their way. own way. Rice and Benioff, uh, the writers are on the show are doing a great job and they'll take care of it. So I trust them. I'm excited about the last couple seasons and glad that we're, you know, so one thing about these current shows, it's like we still get, we get to rave about them, but we still get to finish them. We still get to watch yeah. them, see where they're going to go. Well, both those writers are huge fans of it's always sunny Philadelphia and they, <laughs> they wrote and directed an episode of it. Whoa. So they, Whoa. but yeah, that's another show that's so dense and so genre. It's another one. I'm not sure how it got so mainstream that, you know, again, it's made for people like us who are really into that you know, world building kind of stuff. It's like, how are the people at the office talking about the water cooler, about the dragons and stuff? Like, that know. doesn't make any sense. You know what I really think it is? It, it's If it was on any other channel, it yeah. wouldn't be. Yeah. The fact that it's HBO, people really give it a, a chance. You do. Well, you're paying for HBO every month. You're right. paying a premium. So I think sometimes... Thank God I'm watching everything. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's why, I mean, seriously... i my ha- money out of this. Half my list is from HBO. It's like, that's what... it's. They make the highest quality shows, as far as I'm concerned. And so, you know, I try to give everything they put out a chance. There's a lot of things on the bubble that didn't make my list that are on HBO. Okay, so that was Game of Thrones. Michael, what was your number two? My number two has partially to do with fan service from the 90s version of it, uh, but The Flash. My name is Alan, and I am the fastest man alive. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary forensic scientist, but secretly, with the help of my friends at Star Labs, I fight crime and find other metahumans like me. After defeating Zoom and saving the multiverse, I ran back in time and created the alternate timeline, Flashpoint. I restored the timeline to how it was, only to find things weren't as I left them. I brought new threats to our world, and I'm the only one fast enough to stop them. I am the Flash. Um, when it was on in the 90s, like, as a kid, I had such high hopes, and it was just completely destroyed by the network from bouncing around and now that it's on and they've done it justice 85 percent of the time the flash like i've really enjoyed this series and the fact that cgi got caught up to the point where we could do a show like this on tv um even though it's bart allen or barry allen it seems more. Well, I was about to say, I yeah. know something you don't know. That's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> well, just recently on the last episode, he lost his memory and he uh. was gone by Bart. But <laughs> even though he acts more like Wally West to me than he does Barry Allen, um, I've really enjoyed the show for the most part. 
You love the character. Yeah, I love the yeah. character. So you're going to love the show. Right. I, I accept that. It doesn't have to be of the highest, utmost quality. It's going to be high on your list because you enjoy seeing this brought to life. Right? Yeah, because like just the most recent episode was a complete dead episode that didn't mean anything at all. It was a dumb episode. But there has been episodes where I like am excited to watch and like ready to just like – how you guys like some other shows that I feel like we'll be talking about here in a minute. Well, you know, some of my favorite episodes are are just, you know, that villain of the week Man. episode. That they, the first year at least, there was a lot of that. It was just, you know, him becoming the Flash and learning different, how to use his powers differently. And it would, you know, feature a different villain. I love, I like that a lot. And then this year it's been a lot, it, it, we've gotten to the point now where it's just like one big bad a year. And they, I feel it's like faster they, this year. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's just, you know, the, the, the guy hi- that runs fast. The biggest highlight for this season for me was when he went into the future and we saw a glimpse of the future Flash costume. And it was so close to the comic book version. Like, I am chomping at the bit to see that be regularly used. Yeah, and used. I don't, you know, I haven't understood that from the beginning. I'm like, why didn't they just do that? I've never understood that. I, I feel like it's the same. Every year his his costume changes just a little bit more to make it more comic accurate. I feel like it's a slight evolution of the character that they took off of Arrow. Because with Arrow, he started out as the Hood. And then he's like slowly evolved into the Green Arrow. So they kind of took a... Because in the continuity of that, the Flash, he's the Flash five years before he's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. So it throws everything off. Yeah, okay. I think maybe that's one of the reasons why I do like Legends so much is we're f- fully costumed out. Right. You know, this this is what it is. We're not going to ch- really change it. Um, and, and we're just going to have an adventure. Here are our heroes. So. And Flash has definitely clicked with people. Flash is now, again, a marquee DC title. Mm-hmm. Like, kids know Flash a lot more yeah. than they did because... You know, he was, he's always, you know, one of the main guys, but, you know, he kind of has lagged in recent you years. You had and Superman, has, Batman, and then kind of everybody else. Yeah. So Flash is now Believe a in top Green, seller. Green Lantern was above Flash for a long time. Yeah, he is definitely, you know, I have pull list customers who pull Flash just for their kids. Because, you know, mm-hmm. this new generation is loving this show, and it's definitely, you know, he's in people's homes every week. So it's it's definitely making a mark on pop culture. All right, that's guys. That's all of our number twos. Number one, and we all—I assume we all have the same number one. No, all what? Di- all different number ones. <laughs> what? Do we just blew Cliff's mind with the bait and switch? Because Cliff's got a number one, and he's like, "It's not even on your list." <laughs> I have a theory. Burn. This is insanity. Burn. I have a theory. What your two are, you can't, but we'll see. But you can't say it. I, you're probably right. To, you're probably right. I'm, and I probably know. What everybody you're should to. know what everybody's is at this point, <laughs> except Michael's. We how talk you, about them. Ad how you can know what Michael's is? I right know now. what Michael's is. Yeah. Okay. But, I know who everyone's is, but Cliff's. I think. Okay. Well, oh, you'll you'll know in a second. You'll be like, boy, we pull a faster than him. Okay. 
So, but we're starting with Jordan. Me. And Jordan's number one was my number three, but it could easily have been my number one. I mean, I, this is a fantastic show. Okay, everybody say it. Don't say it because it might be somebody else's, so don't say it. What? You say it. <laughs> what? You know what I'm saying? I don't want to screw it up here. Okay. okay. I thought everyone one? assumed it would be Fargo. 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 Fantastic. Just you betcha. Oh, yeah. Don't you know. I am a huge Coen Brothers fan, and I heard this show was coming out, and I thought, what is the point of that? I don't get it. And it blew me away. That first season is one of the best seasons of TV ever. And then the second season was just as good. They just started the third season. Yeah, it's taken a while to warm to it, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm just, every season is different. It's an anthology series, different actors, different story every year. But there's some kind of tie that if you, you know, watch closely or theorize, maybe add a few things from your own imagination, you can tie it all together. But I don't know, just to me, it's the best thing on TV right now, and it has me really hooked. The uh, consistency is a huge thing. It's one reason it's so high on my list where I'm, I love the first season. I love the second season. Uh, I love the potential of this third season, and it is fantastic. I want to tell you something. The other night I watched the latest episode I saw and I was on the edge of my seat for the opening of that show. I was, I was so, I was grinning from ear to ear, so excited and loving that they were doing what they were doing. I want to whistle something for you. I'm going to, this is a, I'm going to break out a whistle here. Does anybody recognize? Here's this Yondu whistle, yeah, everybody. That's right. That, so watch. If an arrow comes flying through the door. Watch for something stabby. <laughs> Well, I want to see if you guys recognize this because most people don't, but I got so much out of it in this Fargo episode. I won't be able to whistle because I'm laughing. You remember that? Bonanza? No, it's not Bonanza. <laughs> Cliff, you're on a famous Bonanza whistle. <laughs> <laughs> that. I'm going to assume nobody recognizes it. I've whistled it my whole life because I remember it from my childhood. It was a Disney cartoon, Cliff, Mm -hmm. from 1946, Peter and the Wolf. And in the most recent episode I saw of Fargo, they started out bringing back an actor from the first season, Billy Bob Thornton, who narrated over the episode and... Began talking, you know, narrating the 1946 cartoon, talking about the part of the bird where we played by the flute. And then you heard a flute, and that was one of the characters that Ewan McGregor's playing. And then the part of the duck will be played by whatever, you know, the clarinet. And there's the other brother. Oh man, I could not, I was just giddy. <laughs> and the part of Peter will be, you know, will be played by whatever. And I was just, the cat, you know, Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, you know, just like the devious. It was awesome. I was blown away by that. And then they kept using those musical cues throughout when you saw the villains like. Dum, 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 when they pass, the you know, when Carrie playing. Coon, they're playing what I just whistled as she walks up the sidewalk. And then they play the cat theme as Mary Elizabeth Winstead passes her. I was just like losing my mind. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've seen this year on TV. I was like, I, that was so over the top made for me. Uh, I love stuff like that. And the only show doing stuff like that is Fargo. Um, so 
Absolutely. And it's stuff you, you don't know if it's important until right. maybe the end of this. And it's like, wait, that may have just been a weird tangent they did. And because the conceit is it's based on a true story, like the movie Fargo, they right. say it is. So right. you don't quite know, like, oh, that's, maybe that would have happened in real life. <laughs> right. I don't know. So, yeah, the, it can go down any kind of weird path, take any kind of left turn. And it, it is super unpredictable. You don't know what's next. And they can introduce a character in the fifth episode that ends up becoming the most important character at the end. Or some character from the first episode, like, oh wait, that was the important part of this. Like, right. yeah, you just, you don't know what's coming next. It's amazing. And the whole, and like, like I said, it, it has not lost a step for three seasons so far. So that's why it's so high on both of our lists. I highly recommend Fargo. If you didn't like the movie, that doesn't matter because it's not the movie. It's better than the movie. It is like my eighth favorite Coen Brothers movie. Right. And yeah, this show is top of my list. Fantastic show. Yeah, when I heard Billy Bob Thornton's voice, I was like, oh my gosh. Somewhere Jordan, his beard is smiling. (laughs) And see, like, I didn't catch that reference at all because I hated that cartoon. I remember watching it. In school and just hating it. They showed so, it in school. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching it like I was in Kentucky, going to school one year. In the, in the, in the, the, in the late forties. Yeah, <laughs> but we had like we had some kind of recess day or I don't know, but they were playing that recess day. <laughs> recess day. We watched. We're gonna tear apart anything. Keep going. Recess we watched day Peter in the Wolf, and I have been never heard about recess day in Kentucky all these years. And I hated it because all these instruments. Like, I bet you hate me walking around. Just <laughs> whistling well, the theme. Like it really got on my Skipping nerves. Around. I think they don't, I was. They don't talk in it, right? It's right. all music. Yeah, yeah. I think I was in the third grade. Yeah, the music was from the '30s. It was written yeah. in the '30s, yeah. and they made this cartoon from it. I was so freaking annoyed by it. I cannot oh, stand. I just it. always loved that theme. So I love it even more. <laughs> <laughs> now that I know Michael hates it. <laughs> okay, so my number one, because I don't get to go last, because we randomly pl- <laughs> randomly pick the clip and get to go last, which actually works out beautifully, yeah. um, is if you don't know what my number one is, oh my gosh, you got problems. Cliff, Should random- we all say that one Cri- time? Cliff no, because Rand- I want to ruin it. But you know what mine is. I was worried they didn't know for sure what yours was. All right. Three, two, one. Westworld. That's right. Cliff I talked about it for like a bazillion hours. We had special podcasts for it. And now I find out it's not even on you guys' list. So, so I like, I, I'm glad, I like it even more knowing it was torture that you had to listen to me talk about it. I love This made no one else's list? No. no. <laughs> well, you didn't even watch it. No. Well, it's for one reason. We knew it would be on your list. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it, you didn't even have Stranger Things on your list. So I'm not sure that you, how much thought you put into it. Um, but I, I love Wouldn't it. Wouldn't it be great if like every listener tweeted in and were like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't really well. like it either. <laughs> we skipped those out. Terrible. <laughs> Couldn't wait till Seth was done talking about that. <laughs> well, we certainly have plenty of downloads for those. We would episodes. really prefer an hour discussion about Robotech. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else happened in Kentucky? Um, anyway, I don't know. Fantastic show. And uh, I don't know if it can live up to the first season when it goes <laughs> on. I think maybe... 
I would have liked to show a little bit more had Seth not figured the whole damn thing out by episode three. I had had that thought too. I wonder how our perception would have been. Yeah. Without old Sleuthy McGill. <laughs> Him and his damn little notebook. Uh, yeah. Alright. They're still I, down under the ocean. I, yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy it. Knowing, having figured, thinking I figured it out and getting, as things were confirmed, more clues, let me confirm things, but yet, you know, figure out things. I, it, we all wanted it to go a different way just so you'd be wrong right. once. Oh, right. That was very clear. <laughs> Knock you down a peg. That was very clear. Uh, so yeah, I, I love the show. I love, it was a really, it's a perfect first season for me. Like I said, I don't know that they can do, they can't live up to that because the mystery, of the fact of knowing of the time yeah. thing to it. I don't think they can. Yeah, they, I don't think they've, they can ever They've, talk they've been they exposed. Mm-hmm. So they'll never it's be able to. be a little more straightforward right. from here on. Yeah. Now I think from here on out we're going to get what we thought we were going to get. And the first season got to dupe a lot of people. Not everyone. But it got to dupe <laughs> a lot of people. Uh but I, I loved it. and Go back to the archives, everyone, and listen to Seth's head swell from week to week <laughs> yes. as everything he predicted came to pass. Yes, it's fantastic. And one day I'll go back and listen to those episodes because I never did. <laughs> Michael, you're number one. Number one. I have show. a guess for this one. <laughs> The Get Down. I knew it was his number one because he's been coming over to tell me all about it like every day for two <laughs> After weeks. After every time, every episode he watches. Oh, he's got a bump in his step and he's like, he's feeling funky. Oh, I want to just break dance. Like, <laughs> I want to just break dance. Okay. Like this, just as Cliff talks about, you know, leg- legends hitting his sweet spot, like, this hits so many sweet spots for my early 80s, like, um, the birth of rap. And the, like, the, the second part of it was so great because it had animation in it that it, it, like, it was just great. Like, I love so many things about it. It's funky, it's fly, it's fresh, it's the, the legend of the DJ master scratching and, the whole history of rap, like, wound into this, like, the death of disco and the birth of rap and the Bronx Nation and the Zulu Nation and... Kentucky Recess. <laughs> and Herc and Grandmaster Flash. Like, all that stuff woven into this, like, it's a musical. Like, I don't, I do not like musicals at all. I'm not a big musical fan, but I, I, do. I love this from front to back. There's not, like, it's beautifully cast everyone is completely given their a game like i could watch this every day like i could just how many episodes are in these seasons the second the second part was like five episodes and i feel like the first one might have been maybe six so when's part three come out i don't know if there will be oh wait a second i don't Don't know know if there will be a part three (sighs) scandalous but it just red but flag disqualified. It is Moving not. On. Oh, this is bull. 
We're about to rock bottle, yeah. Let me get up. Let me put my hood on. I've been waiting. Don't take your shirt off again. I've been waiting. No. I thought he was going to put it all backwards again. <laughs> I'm waiting all episode to get to disqualify this. <laughs> I'll fight you. I'm sure. One. Fine. But no, it's like by, um, I'm not even going to say his name because I know I'll mispronounce it, but. Okay. Do you guys we... know Balazerman or whatever? Bazlerman. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. The most, it. the guy with the most street cred of anyone exactly. I've ever well, <laughs> when I think rap and fly and fresh, <laughs> Bazlerman. Well, it's really strange because in the second part, they weave a character based off of him into the storyline. It's obvious, like, it, it all makes complete sense. It's Dare great. we say over the lip? Yeah. Oh, Whoa. it's out now. I I will go up on my roof right now and scream how great this Please show don't. is. Okay, I want to watch Please it. Don't. I definitely do. I, I'm. It's a, it's an right era after a hundred other shows. Right. You have to it's watch in my queue. Them. Yeah, it's in my queue. But I, I'm definitely fascinated by that era of music and you know the fashion and the 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 culture and everything. Yeah, I'm. Are the episodes like two hours long? Since they're, only I think like they're five. I think they're like an hour. Maybe, but there's even a part in one of the episodes where they're talking about the rapping, and they're like, maybe one day, like kids in the white kids in the suburbs will listen to this. And I was like, yeah, that was me. Like I was totally, I was going to Hearts and buying the mixtapes of all the Godfathers of rap. Like, ah, love it. Yeah. So I'm sure you know they were dreaming of one day some Puerto Rican kid in New York City would be writing an epic. Hip hop musical about a white founding father. Harmon Blinner has it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite moment of this podcast was when Cliff realized we all didn't have the same number one. And I just realized what your number one is. <laughs> Based on his indignant posture. Should we all say what his number one is? We've led him down this path. <laughs> no, we all we all agree with this great show laid on us. The Coopers, the Stepfords of Riverdale, high school sweethearts who got married and had two beautiful daughters, Polly and Betty. Until Jason Blossom happened, and now. We would hear from the person who was closest to him those days leading up to his disappearance, Polly Cooper. How a casual conversation turned into an epic forbidden romance. How, for reasons still murky, their respective parents tried to tear them apart. How their breakup was short-lived because Polly soon learned she was pregnant with Jason's baby. How they became secretly engaged with his grandmother's blessing and her heirloom ring and made plans to run away together to start a new life and how their dreams of escape went up in flames. Riverdale. That's right. I This... It's insane. This was on and off my list. Yeah, here's the problem, Cliff, before we all rave about it because we love the show. Um, it was inconsistent because the first five episodes, I was, I was making gifts. I was 
Sending you guys messages. No, no, crazy. no. You can't Go blame on. the show on this. It's because your theory was wrong. No, about <laughs> Doyle. Doyle, Doyle did not Doyle even Doyle appear. As soon as that didn't pan out. And he's like, I'm like, done with this show. Yeah. It's inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'd like, I, I, I would uh, claim truth to that if it were true. No. <laughs> no, it was seriously like, what this show had going for it for the first several episodes was how crazy weird it was. And they didn't bring that back until the last episode. This last episode, they were weird again. And, <laughs> and it almost was like, it was, it would have been on my list at the beginning of the season and it fell off here recently. It, it this last little, episode, it was almost back on today. After yeah. I mean, that. I don't, the whole, as a whole, the whole season was insanely <laughs> out there. With just enough realism to like not be too, I mean, we know it's crazy and that's what we love about it, but it, it's, it still pulls us down, you know, with these little high school relationships and, and it's the mixture of that, those, those high school tropes. And then on top of that, the most ridiculous things like pig's blood or or focusing on the fact that someone is looking wistfully and bringing that up and saying you know it's like what is happening where do you even find pig's blood at <laughs> it's just like not acting like that's super weird yeah. either you know it's just or like the fact that none of us knew that there was a 13 episode just just to <laughs> not yeah one of us knew that yeah. is so but that is so riverdale to have revealed you know. Made the reveal in the, the whole season, in the second, was last episode, Jason. and what what should have been the last episode, and then have a whole nother super climactic episode. And here's what Riverdale does to somebody: Riverdale has me snapshotting a picture on my phone so I can see what's written on Archie's cast. Because <laughs> I had to know if there was something weird written on there. You guys want to know what was on it? What? You don't know. I know you don't I know because you would have had. You're going to wish we didn't have that, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been waiting to use that. You said it way too fluidly. Yeah. We have a whole blooper reel of how not to say you're going to wish you didn't ask that. It just, uh, just guess what? Three people signed it. I bet one of them was Dilton Doily. Nope, nope, nope. Just the old, just the old B and V and, uh, and Jughead yeah. signed it, put a little crown. But the fact that I had to look <laughs> because something, some clue could have been there. I, this show, I, I thought long and hard about putting it on my list, but I still don't know if I'm watching it ironically or if I really do like it. I don't think it matters. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think just the fact that we are so sucked into this. This show, when it when it was announced, we were making fun of it. Yeah. Like, oh, come on. Really, We were guys? making fun of it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Not yeah. ironically. Right. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was just so weird. We were, you know. And then it became like any other of these shows. And then it, lo- it lost that weirdness. That's why I think, that's why it dropped off for me, but... I think it's back, baby. Oh, it, yeah. it's back in a big <laughs> that, way. That last episode it, was well, even crazy. The, even the episode before that, when with the whole incest thing, I was like, oh, "Yes!" <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could, you know, show you his face when he said that. Well, but, yeah, I, I agree. 
I was talking to Chrissy today when I watched it for the first time. <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, you're um, so outed now. Watching multiple times of Riverdale. Uh, who hired? Wait, did Lodge. you catch all the little Easter eggs? Just seen it that one time. I think so. <laughs> um, but who Hiram Lodge was played by? I was like, wouldn't it be great if it was like um, Ian Ziering or oh yeah, uh, Jason Priestley? That'd be so great. But do you guys know who it's going to be? Yeah, isn't it? Kelly Ripa's husband. Yeah, Mark Consuelo. Yes, Mark Consuelo. <laughs> You're gonna wish you hadn't asked that. So. No, and I, these characters are iconic. I mean, we are superhero fans, but more people know Archie and Betty and Veronica and Jughead than know Wolverine, even probably. Yeah. Like these, they've been around for 75 years. These are icons of Americana pop culture. And they've stuck them in. They've stuck them in this bizarro world where you don't know what's gonna happen. Next. I got, and it's kind of amazing. I gotta say, I was a little creeped out by the sex montage because of who these characters are. Right, well, it's just like, the fact yeah. that they're high schoolers. I was sitting there like, I shouldn't be watching this. Yes, <laughs> but I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, they're older than eighteen. Yeah, yeah, well, they're they're probably in their thirties. It's. It's Can insane. I also say there's no show that ha- that we've been doing all this singing and whistling. There's no show that has a more incongruous end theme song than Riverdale because <laughs> every episode ends with dun 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 or incest or this or that, and it's like it has the most cheery theme song at the end. We've had like four episodes where Archie almost wasn't going to sing a song at some event. <laughs> And did you guys, Christy, point out that each episode is ba- is the title is a movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I haven't even paid attention. No. Anatomy, Anatomy of a Murder and oh, the okay. Last yeah, Picture Show. Last Picture Show. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll have to look at that. But it, it's it's that kind of those details yeah. and the fact that I think you know really I want to give a lot of credit to either Zach or Cody. It's the whole. <laughs> we still don't know. The whole ca- the cast is excellent. Yeah. They're all. Doing a great job, and, and I love the look of the show. Yeah, like I mean, it's it's. It feels it's, like it's got the brightness turned way up. It does. Yeah, I mean, every time Cheryl's on the screen with that bright red lipstick, yeah. that's all I can see. Cover girl. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's very clearly, you know, sponsored. But but uh, I love you know, especially the scenes in in you know when it's all covered in snow and and she's out there with a. Bright red lipstick and red dress. And- or like the, the scene where she's about ready to set her house on fire and you see it, the back silhouette. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, that is a great yeah. shot. Yeah, standing like, in front of the fireplace. Yeah. I yeah. thought the same thing. I was like, wow. Yeah. Just like they definitely – it's – it should be a horrible show. Yeah, no, they sh- nobody should be putting this much effort into this show. <laughs> I really can't believe that how much heart they've, you know, they've really, somebody is actually working past five o'clock in the afternoon on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it, we're appreciating the extra effort. So I, yes. it may have only been on Cliff's list, but it's in all of our hearts. We're all watching Riverdale. We it continue was to talk about four. it. Oh, was it? Huh. Yes. Know. It was my number four. I didn't check the guide. Gosh, I didn't even didn't realize that. It was, yep. yeah. So, yeah. there you go. Anyhow, That's it, Honorable guys. mentions. Oh, yeah, everybody's got honorable oh, mentions. Oh, more, more honorable, honorable mentions than I do. I only have list. one. It's Arrow. Like, I would, I know everyone quit watching that show, but 
There's I'm I'm waiting for summer to come around when everything else goes yeah. off. I I think because I've watched well, it'll be, it all it'll be on season. Netflix. Yeah, well, yeah. right. Yeah, I haven't watched it all, so I'm gonna. But revisit. A- after they got rid of Team Green, this show got way back to what made it good, and mm-hmm. thank God. Because it was really going down the tubes. Like, it's really come back very strong, I think. Well, on the bubble for me, like, you know, it was on some people's list. You know, I had Superstore and Riverdale and all that. But I, uh, ones that weren't mentioned that I was considering just didn't make it. Last Man on Earth, I love that show. Uh, Survivor, I've always watched yeah. and will continue to watch. Uh, um, uh, more uh, HBO, Silicon Valley is a great I've sitcom. watched a couple of it's couple great. episodes of that, and it, it was pretty it, great. It's, it's, you know, T.J. Miller, Camille, yeah. Nanjiani, it's it's fantastic. Um, but I love that basket show. Louis Anderson's mm-hmm. killing it. Zach Galifianakis. Um, I'm half surprised that Goldberg's wasn't on I your had list. It as an yeah. Okay, mention. yeah, I mean, that's that's good. It's it's went, dipped a little bit, yeah. but it gives you that 80s right. you know, nostalgia. And that kid that plays Barry right. is just my world when I'm watching that. <laughs> He's his world. His world, everybody. Every time he goes on some... Re- ridiculous fit I, I i lose it yeah and the, um, the only other thing was I, I i have enjoyed every season somewhat of uh orange is the new black on netflix so was, yeah my my wife watches that show and, and it's good um i just haven't gotten into it so yeah. but yeah i had the goldbergs flash yeah the um, crown twice i can see it on your oh own. i did have the crown twice <laughs> he really honorable I, mentions yes that. um it was number 12 <laughs> and 17 Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Late Night with Seth Meyers. Yep. Um, Seth Meyers, we said earlier, is just killing it. Uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Modern Family still. We, oh, yeah. We still I, I, I should so. have it on my list. I still love it. That got renewed for two more seasons. Yeah. It's just, it's still, hang, it's, it hasn't dropped off. No, yeah, it's the novelty may have, but you know, what they're doing, they, it used to, it used to be a new thing, but now they've been doing it so many years, but they're yeah. still doing it right. Right. So, good I, stuff. I did have Archer on my list, but I think it's the last season, so I didn't have it in my top. You know, and that is a show. Okay. I'm going to equate this and I'm not, I don't mean anything about this. I equate that with Rick and Morty and it's always sunny. I get it, the same people, and you may not, but the same crowd likes it, and I've watched more Archer than I have any of the other stuff, but that's why I kind of feel like I may not like the other stuff, because I've really watched a lot of Archer, and it just does not suck me in, and it's the same, you know, those same people watch those shows. Yeah. And well, people are stupid, so <laughs> don't, don't go by people, <laughs> except that Jesse's out there. Right. What's your honorable mention, sir? I have one. Oh, yeah, sorry. One, my last one is this is a show I watch with my wife is American Housewife. I actually, oh. I think that is very hilarious. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like her. And She was her, in Eastbound and Down. And her, and her youngest daughter with all her OCD issues, like, it cracks me up. <clears throat> I haven't watched it yet. I just thought of this one while you guys were talking. The Good Place? Nobody had that one. I love that show. Yeah, I thought, I, I thought it'd you be on You guys kind of raved about yeah. that one. You watched it? You no, did? no, I just thought of it. Oh, I, okay, I yeah. assumed it would be one of you. I list. thought about putting it on there, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah, again, I had a lot of the same stuff. Walking Dead, Daredevil, Stranger Things. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated cartoon, I'm really digging. I've watched South Park since the day it premiered. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm sticking with. Uh, Sun Records, another guilty pleasure. I like. Nice, I turned you on to that yes, one. Yes, that was a Michael recommendation. I didn't know existed. Uh, Atlanta, the Donald Glover show. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it could have a long run. I, this first season didn't, 
100% grab me, but I'm interested to see a lot more. And nobody mentioned Ash vs. Evil Dead or Preacher, another couple genre shows. Michael didn't have Nashville yeah. or anything Gilmore. I should have had Nashville. <laughs> Anymore. I did think I, he might have Nashville. I should have had Nashville on there. I should have. Yeah. Deacon! Oh, baby. Damn it, Deacon. Damn it, Deacon. He's going on the bracket. I gotta remember to get all these guys on there. Oh, we did it, guys. That's it. Another list down. Yep, another list in the Top books. Top 10 done for this episode. <laughs> We revealed the list. <laughs> Had some surprises. <laughs> Don't be in this. I want to be in this. Oh, I can't wait till you make this song, Cliff. <laughs> to the tune of Facts of Life. <laughs> <laughs> you take the one, you take the two, you take the three. Stop ten. So yes, let us know what we've covered an awful lot. We've covered basically everything on the air yeah. or on the web. Everything so what, should be What watching. did we miss? What are we ridiculous and wrong this about? This would be a great time for you to comment and tell what, yeah, what did we miss? What are your favorite shows? Maybe we're watching it and we haven't, or we haven't given it a chance. Yeah. We want to know what we're missing. Especially, we, we, we cover a lot of shows, but there's a lot on these lists we don't cover. If there's something you would prefer us to talk about every week and kind of catch people up on and discuss, we want to know what we're not covering that you yeah. would like to hear about. Cause one of us will probably watch it. Well, right. And I'm sure, you know. We'll watch anything. We'll watch anything. <laughs> Clearly. So I did want to give a shout out um, real quick. We've been getting a lot of new downloads. More Uganda? <laughs> Internationally. From, um, so apparently there, there's a few Jessies out there in the UK, Australia, mm. Uganda, Canada. We just got. Um, our first listener in Japan. Okay. And Robotech. Robotech. <laughs> Robotech. <laughs> oh. Wow. And before, <laughs> before you say it, uh, Bulgaria. Oh. So, uh, Finally. any Jessies out there that want to recommend, you know, we didn't mention Doctor Who. They're probably in an uproar. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I bet um, there's a lot of that going on. But thanks for listening to everybody, you know, cross the pond, if you will. And, uh, uh, <laughs> what pond is Bulgaria across from? <laughs> I'm not a geographer, but, <laughs> but I know what Bulgaria is. Well, some of us had too many recess days. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, bringing it all back home. <laughs> it's really, really late, guys. I feel like uh, we're on a dusty road right now. Uh, quick. Plugs at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Um, if you haven't already, go like us on Facebook. www.youdownwithkpp.com. Anything else? Review it. Review us on iTunes and Google and Google Play. Else. Um, especially on iTunes, that helps everybody else find the show and for us to find new Jessies out there. Um, not just the OJ Jesse. But you have to get five star reviews for it to work. Yes, please. So save your four star reviews. Just comment whatever you want. Our, uh, recess voicemail. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, whatever. So five stars. Leave a comment and that's all I got. All right. Watch television.
Yep. We did it. We watched television. And, <laughs> gentlemen, Same. as always, I am the most illustrious Michael K. Easton. I am Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I am the number one. Set. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. Oh, hell, our fair Riverdale, my heart rings true to the gold and blue, where friends... Ship started near or parted, always stay with you. When days turn to memory, the past of dawn, what once was now gone, the storms we weather strong together. Chip stop.